Assalamu alaikum wa My name is John Fontaine and welcome back to the Fiqh of Love. And we're here again joined with Dr. Muhammad Salah. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing, Sheikh? I'm doing great. Alhamdulillah. It's been a long journey so far. Alhamdulillah. You know, Thanks to Allah. many episodes, subhanAllah. We've may learned. Allah grant us success. Ameen, ameen. Yes. And may ameen. Allah grant everyone at home who's watching success as ameen. well. Ameen. You know, and we hope that they're actually benefiting and taking notes. May I want to assure you, most definitely, somebody, somebody out there will benefit out of that. Yeah. A lot of youth are about to get married, and a lot of people are already married, and they, they will learn a lot out of that, inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. SubhanAllah, even just a, a small learning something from every program, every little thing helps, you know, SubhanAllah. Correct. Correct. Now, uh, in the previous few episodes, we were speaking about announcing the wedding, also the walima, you know, the celebration. And now, the party is over. Mm. You know, it's time to go home. And the drums have stopped beating, <laughs> and the heart is now beating. <laughs> so we today you're I want a poet, to. Mashallah. <laughs> I heard you were a singer too. <laughs> yeah, before Islam, yeah, alhamdulillah. You know, you used to sing the marriage and love. They yeah, go the, hand in hand. Yeah, the, the famous song, uh, love and marriage, love and marriage. They go together like a horse and, and carriage. carriage. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be saying that on the night of consummating the marriage. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, actually, let's start with that. You know, we we it's the night of um, uh, the 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 night of you know the wedding night, mm -hmm. and um, you know, is, maybe the man can serenade his wife. He could sing her a song or say a poem, mm -hmm. you know, something to woo her, as they say. Yeah, let's talk about that. As a matter of fact, uh, there are a lot of things which people think they're haram. Well, they're not haram. And there are also, on the other hand, other things which people think they're halal, but they are definitely haram. you got to be very careful and distance yourself from. So we'll address this today, inshallah. In the night of consummating the marriage, in Arabic and in fiqh, it's called dukhul. So that he enters upon his wife or she enters upon him when she moves to his house. So in fact they say, دَخَلَ uh, بِهَا يعني He consummated the marriage already. And we said before, the consummation from a fiqh perspective uh, counts as if uh, 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 once they enter into the flat, their apartment, their chamber, and they close the doors so they are by themselves. Where? Nothing interrupts him from having a complete intimacy, even if it doesn't happen. Officially, marriage has been consummated, as far as the ahkam, rules, and regulations, and so on. Uh, the Prophet وسلم, taught us some beautiful etiquette on that particular night. Two people who never been together for the first time, on the first night. Uh, nowadays, due to watching movies and, you know, the world has become like a small village. So what is happening in Las Vegas is being watched uh, uh, even in Muslim countries. So the youth are kind of educated, but not necessarily on the positive side. Uh, we want to educate them from the Sunnah side, mm. what they should do. So the Prophet ﷺ taught us on that night and before the consummation of the marriage once you are with her alone and you're officially married people have left and it's just you and her the prophet sallallahu advised something beautiful 
Dua or the prayer is the most efficient means of achieving anything. We hope and we pray that this marriage would last. And finally, we've come to the point where, as you said, the drums stopped beating and the heart started beating. So the Prophet ﷺ advised that to put your hand, you're the man, you mm. take the initiative. She's yes. very shy. So you put your hand on her forehead and you supplicate. Allahumma inni as'aluka min khayriha wa khayra ma jabaltaha alayh. Oh Allah, I ask you her goodness and whatever goodness that you put on her. And I seek refuge with you against any evil that may come out of that. So this supplication is very important and is very beautiful. Also, the companions, some of the companions suggested to start off the night with the praying turakas. Mm. You see, the, 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 the scholars and the companions cared a lot about pleasing Allah even on that night in order to be pleased by Allah, in order to be happy. Mm. On the other hand, you find people because the girl is wearing full makeup, she missed Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, and Isha. Why she cannot perform wudu? If she makes wudu, she will miss up her uh, uh, makeup. Mm. And the guy is wearing uh, the nice suit and he's worried that if he were to fold his sleeves, they would wrinkle and so on. Mm. So they miss the prayers. No, 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 no. no. Mm. Whenever it is the prayer time, I'm not a musafir. Mm. Offer your prayer. Mm. And don't worry about the makeup. Yes, don't worry about uh, anything. And even before starting kissing and hugging and say, finally, honey, we're together alone and uh, we achieved our dream. Allahu Akbar. You make wudu. If it was Isha, if it was Maghrib, you pray. And if there was no prayer, mashallah, you offered all the prayers, pray to Raka'a's nafila. Mm. You're the Imam and she prays behind you, the Ma'mum. Wallahi, John, that is the greatest beginning ever. SubhanAllah. And that, inshallah, secures the sustainability of the marriage and a happy insha'Allah wedding. You know, Sheikh, I, I once heard a Sheikh comment on, on the, the Salah, you know, at the wedding night, you know, offering to Raka'ah, and he said it's kind of a, refl a reflection of the, the marriage to come, that the, the husband is the Imam, you know, his wife is following. Uh, if he makes a mistake, she, she's going to correct him and help him, subhanAllah. And it's a, as you said, it's a beautiful Akhi beginning. It means both of them are on the same page. Yeah. And their aim and their priority is mm. to please the Almighty Allah. You know, everybody is mm. excited. They want to get into conclusion. Yes. Finally, we're alone. Yeah. We want to get intimate. SubhanAllah. But we want to say, thank you, Allah, for giving us this opportunity, for making it happen. Sheikh, in some cultures, we see that they actually, the man uh, either feeds the woman or gives her some milk. Is this prescribed in Islam? prescribed in Islam to do that on every single night, <laughs> not only on the night of consummating the marriage. The uh, Prophet Sallallahu uh, Alaihi Wasallam used to do that with Aisha and he said, you know, he said a couple things. He said, Inna fi ahadikum Whenever you have an intimate relationship with your wife or a wife having an intimate relationship with her husband, they will be rewarded for that. Mm. The companions were surprised because this is sex, mm. you know, sexual mm. relations, having sexual relations, and will be rewarded. Mm. I understand that you will be rewarded when you offer an act of worship. Yeah. So the Prophet ﷺ explained to them simply because 
this guy and this woman avoided the haram. They could have achieved it in haram, couldn't they? Mm, of yes. course, but they avoided that and they sought the halal. They resorted mm. to what is lawful. So the mm. Almighty Allah will reward them both and they mm. will receive a reward for enjoying an intimacy mm. in a lawful fashion. Sheikh, you know, of course, as Muslims, you know, we, we wait until marriage before uh, any kind of sexual relations. Mm. Um, and often, not just with the women, but even with the men, it's quite nerve-wracking. It's, it's a scary thing, you know, you've, if you've never uh, been in that situation before. It, it can be very scary, a scary thing, you know, especially for the women. Maybe they think, you know, how, how can th they that's cope? That's why these yeah. practices, which we discussed earlier, break the ice. Yeah. You know, when you pray together, mm. when you pray for her and you make the supplication, and then when you eat together, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi says, And you're eating together, just you mm. and her. Nice, mm. beautiful dinner. Mm. So you say, honey, take this from me. This is a reward. You're rewarded for feeding mm. her. She feeds mm. you too. And mm. uh, you, you start of your life by words of love, mm. by compliments, by showing her how much you're appreciative and thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing me with such beautiful bride. You're the best and the most beautiful woman mm. on earth. Mm. It's okay to say that. Mm. It's okay to say poetry. And it's okay for her to sing for you. Mm. And it's okay for you to enjoy each other together in all the lawful means. No restrictions mm. on that night mm. except what Allah has made yeah. uh, forbidden. So how, how would, I know this might seem a bit detailed if you like, but how would one kind of go about doing this? You know, <laughs> you know, w one of the benefits of having, mashallah, several wives for the Prophet وسلم, uh, was to teach us how would the Prophet وسلم, deal with his wives while he is the greatest man and the most righteous mm -hmm. at large. So uh, there are a lot of lessons we're going to learn from the relationship of the Prophet وسلم, with his spouses and what they transmitted to us in this regard. But definitely, you gotta begin off this relationship with, you know, in, in, in English, they call it foreplay. Mm. The kissing and the hugging. And most important than that, isn't the way through soothing the relationship with good words. We'll just take a short break mm. and we'll be back to continue this, inshallah. Join us after the break on the Fiqh of Love. Assalamu alaikum Welcome back to the Fiqh of Love. Assalamu alaikum Shaykh. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So just before the break, we were speaking about the wedding night. Mm. And we started with, uh, well, just, just before we ended, we were speaking about the topic of foreplay. Mm -hmm. You know, before jumping into things, how do we take it from there? Um, you remember when we quoted the ayah, which Allah the Almighty says in it, the ayah keeps a perfect balance between the rights and the duties of the couple. So Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, and he's the greatest interpreter of the Quran among the companions and the rest of the scholars, uh, interpreted this ayah as follows. He says, I adorn myself for my wife 
exactly as I like her to adorn herself for me. So why don't we pick it up from there? How do you like your wife to be for you on that night or before having an intimate relationship? Many people complain that she's not ready, she's not wearing makeup, she's not taking care of her uh, hygiene, etc. Many people do in the, in the marriage counseling. What about you? Mm. So Abdullah ibn Abbas, and this is more than 1400 years ago, That's you fine. like your wife to wear makeup. You're not going to wear makeup, but you wear perfume. Mm. You wear nice mask or nice perfume. Mm. And uh, you like to see her uh, come on her hair. Mm. I'm doing hairstyle and uh, dressing up nicely, likewise. Mm. So maybe after the wedding party, you're sweating, you know, because it was crowded and so on. Do not jump into conclusion. Take a nice bath, comb your hair, wear nice perfume, okay? Mm. Uh, have a nice chat uh, before. You know, it's okay to do like, uh, you know, uh, poets do. Uh, you stare at her and say, you know what, I feel you're the most beautiful woman in the world. It's okay. It's okay to mm. say that. And perhaps this is how you see her, mm. you know? What, what if, it, I mean, is it okay to lie in this situation? Why well? lie? Because yeah. you only married her because you think she's the most beautiful woman in the, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th there is no need to lie. You yeah. know, if you had another choice, if you thought that somebody is better, mm. uh, you know, why would you marry this person? Likewise. Mm. So when she says to him that you're the man of my dream, that actually builds up and strengthens the relationship between mm. both of them. So the, ma the man of the dreams, not the man of the nightmares. I exactly. Yeah. And uh, in addition to that, keep in mind mm. that the, the, the concept of consummating the marriage, it is not a must to be done on that particular night. Mm. Muslim girls mm. are modest. Muslim girls, unlike even in the, in the West, unlike others, so they do not watch porn. Mm. They've never been in a relationship. Mm. And the virgin girls are very shy and maybe they're very scared as well, mm. okay? They don't have an experience. And Muslim men likewise. Mm. So if you fail to achieve the consummation of the marriage mm. on that night, no big deal. Mm. Maybe tomorrow, maybe later. Mm. As long as you're not ready now, until you're mm. ready. Uh, but do not push. Mm. And if the other party is scared or is frightened, mm. try to calm them or her or him, it mm. depends on who is is actually mm. uh, scared. Sheikh, you know, in this day and age, we have a problem with porn. Mm. Um, a lot of people are desensitized to sex. Um, you know, there's even statistics that uh, in the Muslim countries, actually, mm. porn is quite high. Correct. I, I, I actually think of that in a different way, because in the non-Muslim countries, zina is more high. So, you know, you know, you have to balance it. Mm. Um, but as you say, you know, people are watching porn and sometimes uh, maybe the man or the woman is actually encouraging their partner to watch this. Is this permissible? Number one, watching porn is a leading cause of divorce mm. nowadays. I'm talking about among Muslims mm. in Muslims and in Arabic societies. Mm. Uh, when the man assumes that his wife will be all of those, uh, sorry for the word, prostitutes that he watches, that's mm. not going to happen. Mm. When you read the documentaries about those guys uh, uh, taking drugs, being numb in order to perform in such evil uh, scenes, that your wife is a modest woman. Your wife mm. is a decent woman. Mm. She's not like those guys. So what happens, his expectations are not being met. Mm. And that actually leads to divorce. Mm. 
-hmm. it can happen on the other part, uh, side as well. So we gotta understand that among the evil effects of watching porn, it can and most likely it leads to divorce mm -hmm. and failure in the sexual life between the couple. Yeah. So here a guy is uh, is a porn addict and he's marrying a modest girl. She's never been with a man before. She has never seen the genitals before or a man in the nude before. Mm. And, uh, and he assumed that she's going to be a porn star. Mm. Definitely he's going to break her. Definitely he's going to cause a huge damage for her. So the person mm. has to make tawa first and has to try to eliminate those evil scenes and mm. thoughts from his mind and realize that he's dealing with a modest human being, yeah. not with a porn uh, performer or porn mm. Uh, star if mm. he wants to maintain this marriage life mm. otherwise I can assure you she mm. will never be able to give him what he sees mm. and what he yeah. watches because you see this a lot I, mean, I get many messages on social media of brothers who they're saying they have problems with this and um, you know if this is before marriage and and it can it's really setting you up for destruction really um, it's something you even for the non-muslim uh, so the non-married mm. uh, people out there that they really need to tackle this problem as soon as possible. You see the divine wisdom uh, in the ayah, ayah number 30, uh, chapter number 24, Surah An-Nur, when the uh, Almighty Allah commanded Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi actually leads to guarding one's chastity and protecting him again is falling into adultery or fornication is the modesty of lowering his gaze and in the following ayah mm. her gaze whenever they see something mm. even by accident they lower their gaze mm. so that they will be protected again is falling into zina mm. but a person who is sitting and staring and watching he or she is most likely to indulge into this act mm. of zina and no modest spouse mm can offer you what you see mm. because this is all fake yeah. delusion yeah. Sheikh you know of course uh, with men uh, maybe they've not pleased their wife you know do both men and women equally have enough you know the the right to uh, be sexually pleased by their spouse correct satisfying mm. this the physical desire of both parties mm. is something essential for the maintenance of marriage. Mm. And unlike what most people think it's only the man's desire and demand, we have some cases where the wife is complaining in marriage counseling that the husband is not uh, doing, uh, you know, is not performing properly in bed and she doesn't feel satisfied. And as a matter of fact, in some cases, that led to separation and divorce. Mm. So there are mm. some clinical diagnoses yeah. uh, which needs medical attention. I mean, would it be permissible to use medication in the, you know, of Viagra course. and things like of this? Of course. There are some natural aphrodisiac uh, foods, mm. fruits, uh, um, particular honey, black seed. And if that doesn't work, or if it works and the doctor just prescribes you some medication which assists you uh, to function in this uh, intimate relationship, as long as it doesn't have those severe side effects which may affect your your heart or your body functions it is permissible mm. because it's not only the man who needs to be satisfied physically but also the woman mm. you know i also want to 
remind people as well and to, for you to elaborate on this point which is you know after intercourse as well uh, what do we need to do um, because of course as we mentioned we started with the salah you know at some point we're going to have to pray salah we have to make ghusl and things like this yeah uh, I would be more than happy to address this but uh, still I want to comment on you know sometimes the couple experience some trouble on consummating the marriage on that night mm. so the man has to be wise enough to assure his bride saying honey it's okay it doesn't matter no problem we'll try later uh, perhaps when we go out when we go for the honeymoon when uh, yeah let's go to another hotel or and uh, I'd like to bring to the attention of the viewers be very careful because some hotels unfortunately uh, they install uh, some hidden cameras mm -hmm. so you got to be very careful with uh, what you do in the hotel rooms mm -hmm. uh, especially the couple who are newly wed um, so assuring your wife that it is not the end of the world and I love you in any condition mm -hmm. and uh, you know we'll try it later some other time that give her confidence self-esteem it doesn't break her she doesn't fall into depression okay uh, you got to understand also girls who never been uh, uh, out of their parents' houses and all of a sudden she's not in her room, she's not mm. with her dolls, she's in the arms of a man for the first time mm. isn't easy. Mm. Okay? Yeah. So take it easy. Then uh, uh, after having such a relationship, it is recommended, it is recommended to if you want to sleep, if you want to start another relationship, an intimate relationship, is to take a break in between, perform wudu. Mm. But if there is a prayer time, which is due, then in order to be able to pray, you both must perform ghusl. Mm. What is ghusl? It's not just taking a shower. It is washing the entire body, mm. preceded with the intention of removing the major impurity due to having sexual relations. Mm. The sexual relations, some people under the impression that, well, uh, well, I didn't have sexual discharge. Mm. It was just a, you know, a superficial relationship. Mm. When the two genitals come in touch and contact, then the ghusl is due mm. for both of you, the husband and the wife, the man and the woman. Mm. Okay? But awful. it's permissible if it was done uh, at night and you want to rest mm. until the morning, until Fajr, you don't have to perform ghusl mm. immediately. But ghusl is mandatory to leave the major impurity to enable you to offer the prayer. Jazakallah khair, Shaykh. Jazakallah khair. Great advice. Thank you for joining us uh, on this nice episode. And uh, we'll come back to that next time for another episode of The Fiqh of Love. Join us next time and we'll be back with more questions and points to reflect on. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.